From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 242. Today's show is brought to you by Pen Chalet, Blue Apron, and Harry's. My name is Mike Hurley, and I am very excited to welcome my co-host to the show, Mr. Brad Dowdy. It is that time again, Mr. Dowdy. It is that time, once again, our weekly therapy session for stationary the panatic podcast i was referring more particularly to it being kickstarter time mm, that's kind of a we have quite the announcement to make that we, we have do, actually. done a well first of all we have an announcement to make because we didn't launch our kickstarter until after the show last week so let's yep. make the kickstarter announcement for announcement first there will be a link in the show notes today to the Pen Addict Live 2017 Relay Con Atlanta and DC Pen Show Kickstarter. Um, we have incredibly already met our goal. This is the fastest I think we have ever met the goal. 26 hours it took. And mm-hmm. we met our funding goal of 12500 and we're at $15,745. So thank you so much to everybody that has pledged. Um, this year we're doing things differently. So we are doing the show that you've seen before that we've done, uh, we did last year. We're going to do a live episode of The Pen Addict with an audience in Atlanta. Then at DC Pen Show, we're going to be having a meetup. And for backers of the project, if they choose the video level, I'm going to be putting together a backer-exclusive vlog for the backers. So you will get to see what it's like for Mike and Brad when they set up a table at a pen show. And do that for a weekend. Because that's another mm-hmm. thing that me and you do, right? Like, we do it at Atlanta right. together. I'm going to be doing it at DC. I don't just, like, enjoy myself. I also I also work. Because yeah, I like, love those I, guys. I actually, I actually count on you working. <laughs> like, I don't arrange other nope. other people to help us out because I have you. So, I, I put you to good use. That's for damn sure. Why would you need anybody else, right? Yeah, I don't. I don't. I just need to. We just need a um, product description for you. I'm getting every there. show, so you I'm know gonna, what they're called. You need to send them to me in advance, and I'm gonna I'm gonna bone up before I come right, this right. Because I, by the end of the pen y- show, I got it. I, second day, I was on it. First day, yeah. Was you always day. yell at me the first day. You're like, Brad, you need <laughs> to tell me what these cases are called. <laughs> I'm like, I know. I'll get it for next year, and I never do it. <laughs> and the the reward this year. So we're doing the videos as as we've done in the past. Obviously, there's two videos this time. Um, but this year we are doing uh, a case that Nock is putting together, and it is an adaptation of the uh, Atlanta-only pen case, the Penvelope that we had last time. Uh, mm-hmm. It's called the Sapello now, and Sapello. Mm-hmm. Sapello. I'm so sorry. See, well, this is the problem. Jeff calls yeah. it the Jeff calls it the Sapello. So See, me, I'm good so either way. You're out, you're out voting now, two to one. Um, I am. And basically, this is like a, it looks like an envelope. It has a little uh, fastener there. What do you call those types of fasteners? Snap. Snap. See, we call them um, push. I can't even remember now. Cause, uh, you, because you it's stupid, I'm sure. It probably is. It's the British way mm. of, of calling it. Right. Anywho, um, and you can, on, on the little uh, flap there, you can put some pens in. If they have clips on them, you can clip them in. And then it fits like a bunch of uh, your favorite pocket notebooks, like field notes or your notebooks that you got from last year's Kickstarter will fit in there. Right. Yeah, it fits like three or four of the memo size notebooks. It's really useful. Um, it's a nice little EDC thing, I think. It's Jeff to this day calls it his favorite case design we've ever done. <laughs> I think it's. I think it might be mine too, honestly. Yeah. Because it's different and it's fun and like we don't sell it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. it's not not for sale. You can only get it right now. 
through the Kickstarter campaign. Yeah. And you can we'll eventually get, sell it probably yeah, sure. you know, next year. It'll be part of the normal lineup because people ended up liking it so much. But what you and, won't uh, get it's just a is, cool case. The, uh, is the 2017 colorway, right? We have one yeah. gray outside, or orange inside, and a Pen Addict 2017 logo on the, the label. Right. So, yeah, you're going to get this... This is all Kickstarter only mm-hmm. colors and labels and stuff like that. You know, if we happen to have some extras after the show, you know, we'll probably sell them at future pin shows, something like that. But there's only going to be one run. Yeah. Of this and case. with how it's going right now, there might not be any extras. Um, yeah. yeah. Sold over 300 um, of them so far. Yeah. So it's going to be good. We're not limiting it. it um, but um, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll be covered no matter what. So we have done incredibly. I'm so happy. I want to thank everyone. Like you've covered it. The costs are all covered. We can do the shows. We can do them exactly how we want to do them. We are so grateful for this because we get to put this on for you. And we always do our best and we'll continue to do our best to make it worth your while. And we have an announcement to make. <laughs> this Everything's happening so fast, Mike. This happened the day we launched, right? Mm-hmm. Or the next day. You You... I think regardless, it was the next day. Um, yeah, regardless, like the next day, um, we had the, we had a little plan start to come together. Yeah, the the machination started to work. Can we do something else? And can we institute a stretch goal to do this something else? And 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 why don't you spill the beans because you've been driving this uh, pretty well. So on the Kickstarter page today, we'll be making an update, but obviously Panatic listeners get to know all this stuff first because they're the best. We are doing our first ever stretch goal. If we reach $20,000 pledged to the campaign, we're going to be adding another live show with video this year. In October, in Chicago, with Field Notes in their headquarters. At Field Notes. In their HQ with their Jim HQ. and Brian. It'll be me and Brad and Jim and Brian. And we'll be sitting down together to record a show. Um, we'll be talking all about field notes. We'll be talk, kind of filling, getting, since the last time we had them on, this is something me and Brad have wanted to do for so long, to mm-hmm. have those guys back and to talk about all of the releases. You know, there are so many things I want to know, like about like the reissues and how they did that and how they made those logistics work. So we are currently planning that this will be on October the 13th it will be recorded. But that we're going to yeah. be doing a couple of little things. So there will, when we record the video, we will have a super small audience. We're going to have information on that soon. Um, backers will probably be the first, if not only, people to get options to get tickets. And I would expect, considering how small the audience is going to be, we'll probably do a raffle but there'll be more on that later. And that's just for the live recording. Just for the live recording. And then after the live recording on Friday the 13th, which is a great day, of course, Mm -hmm. we're going to be doing, uh, well, Field Notes is going to be putting on like a party slash meetup slash pop-up shop that will be open to everyone. So Mm -hmm. there'll be a chance for, if you're in Chicago or in the area, um, you can come and and hang out. And we're doing it then because I'm going to be in Chicago then for the uh, release notes. Uh, conference but also because it gives us some time to put it together we bounced around the idea of doing it at the chicago pen show but we won't be able to get it together in time with two weeks after atlanta and it won't be what me and brad want it to be 
Um, and, and this was something that Brad pushed on and he was right to. So by doing it in October, we have a nice runway where we can make something that we're both really excited to put together. Yeah, so it's going to be essentially a field note specific um, trip and mm-hmm. video mm-hmm. and recording. Um, it's going to be awesome. Um, we definitely wanted to do it separate from the Chicago Pin Show just because of the timing, like you said. I, I, we wouldn't be able to do what I wanted to do, which is do it right, um, mm-hmm. if we tried to rush it in that time frame. Yep. Um, Field Notes is totally on board. They've they marked it on their calendar. It. Like they are they, the it was best. their idea. Yeah. Jim <laughs> yeah. reached out and said, why don't we do this? I sent him a couple of messages and he was like, yeah, we're going to do this. We're going to have a party. We're going to do it. Th- I'm like, you guys are amazing. So mm-hmm. thank you so much to Jim and everyone at Field Notes for allowing us mm-hmm. to do this. Uh, yeah. I cannot tell you how excited I am that we're going on freaking tour this year. This ain't just your little one show anymore. We're doing a mm-hmm. North American tour. I am so excited. <laughs> we should probably do a t-shirt. <laughs> oh, we got to do a t-shirt. Yeah, so get Great Frank on idea. that. Yeah, I'm going to talk to him about that. We've got to get a t-shirt yeah. made. <laughs> um, Critter's asking in the chat room, uh, timings, we don't know yet. I would imagine it would be late afternoon into the evening, um, but it's going to be an open event, um, you know, at, at least after the recording. Yeah. Uh, for meet, uh, meet and greets. I think and, we're going to do the show in an afternoon, and then all the meet and greet and stuff will just spill into the into the evening. There are so many yeah. logistics that we need to put together, hence why yeah. doing it in October is great. But obviously, we need to start talking about it now because we need to raise the money for it. So yeah. if you haven't backed, you should back. The video of that show will be added into the video and vlog level. So there'll be yes. three videos now for the $15 level. And then, of course, you can get just the, the envelope if you want for $30 or $40 for the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. You Trust me, this is going to be amazing. You do not want to miss out on this. Like, Even if you don't want the case, go for the videos. We're going to have two right. professionally made videos of live shows and then, and then some bumbo with a camera <laughs> is going <laughs> to record a vlog of what DC looks like. So, I mean, you're going to get like two and a half videos, effectively. Yeah. Um, no, but your yeah, vlogs are crazy. pretty... Well, your vlog is going to be different this time because it's going to be really behind the scenes kind of cool. Yep. I, I think it's going to be awesome. I look forward to that. Yeah, I, I keep thinking of like, what is Brad and Mike's hotel room like? You know, like stuff like that. Right. We'll be able to show you actually mm-hmm. what it's like. And I expect most of it um, after the first day will just be me and Brad talking about how tired we are because that happens yeah. a lot. But it happens I, as the first night, yeah. I'm so excited for this. I'm so excited for this. But you know who's more excited than both of us? Ooh. My mum. Uh, really? She sends me messages, multiple messages a day, giving me updates of the funding level. No way. She's so excited about it. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, everyone that's back, thank you for also uh, making my mum very happy and very proud of her son. So that that's, is that's cool. That's nice for me. That's cool. But yeah, uh, speaking yeah. Of, speaking of offshoots, this was this was like a hugely, you know, happy thing. But you had a, a belated happy birthday to you. I wanted to sneak that in there. Oh, thank uh, you. Happy birthday to you yesterday, and mm-hmm. uh, I hope you had a lovely day and many girly drinks were consumed. Uh, no girly drinks, but I had some girly cakes. Nice. I had some cupcakes. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. 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 So go and check out the Kickstarter. There'll be a nice bold link in the show notes and there'll be more information about the Chicago event as time goes on. But let's make it happen. 
Yeah, and this is a, a, a living, breathing project. I mean, there's going to be changes and updates and things like that for the Chicago event, but book the date. I mean, we're done with the date, so yep. all the other details will come out later than, later than that. But there are more awesome. pen shows. There aren't just the ones that we attend. Um, well, I will be attending mm-hmm. two very cool upcoming pen shows. Number one is Los Angeles, which is in just over two weeks from now. Um, February 17th and 19th in LA. I went last year with Van S. It was a fun show. It was cool being out, uh, in LA, even though I didn't get to, uh, see very much of it. One of these days I'm going to start booking extra time so I can get around the town for at least a day or two that I go to, um, instead of just the hotel, but that's going to be fun. I'll be with Van S pens again. Um, we're going to do some cool things around then. I, the meetups there are kind of, on the fly, but they have a really great bar area and we will be uh, camping out there a lot and um, there'll be a bunch of cool people coming by there. So that'll be fun. And then I turn around a month later and I'm hitting a new show on my calendar, which is a new show on a lot of people's calendars, the Little Rock Pen Show. So they've changed venues and dates, trying to make this show a little bit bigger. And it was normally just a weekend show. Um, I don't even know if it was necessarily at a hotel or was at a smaller hotel, but they're all there like in a big hotel, ballroom, you know, bunch of vendors. Um, Anna's going to be there with her husband and Skylab Letterpress is going to have a table. Anna's going to have some new products she's been working on. So she's actually going to be selling. Ooh. And I, yeah, and I am going to be like the hype man for the show. Oh, so I'm yeah. Like doing, yeah, I'm not doing anything except going around and doing Just like a little PR stuff. Keeping like the I'm energy do, up. Yeah, so I'm gonna do the uh, I'm gonna do an, like an article on Van S pens. I'm going early enough to go to their store, right? I've never been to their physical store. I'm gonna go do that, and then I'm gonna take all the classes at the show and be able to talk about it, like all the classes that people go to on the weekends when they go to pen shows for multiple days. And, you know, it's going to be a way, way different experience for me because I won't be working. I'll just be doing and uh, sharing my experience of the show. So that's going to be fun. And hyping. Yeah, hype, man. You got to wear your most orange stuff, you know, like all Ooh. orange. And you get that's like a, you get like a huge pen, like a big king of pen and hang it around your neck on <laughs> a chain. <laughs> You know I, that I could I could I could swing something like that. Yeah. Pump it up, everyone. That's Brad right. Dad is in town, <laughs> so it's going to be fun. Um, it's a three day show, March seventeenth through nineteenth, and like if you're in the area, you <laughs> should come. Just this image in my head now of you <laughs> just running uh, around the, the floor. <laughs> you know, there's going to be there's going to be artwork now, unfortunately. So thanks oh, for that please, image, mental please, image. Please, <laughs> Brad Dowdy, the hype man. I need it. I need it. Come on, someone can do this. Oh, man. Yeah, that sounds like fun, you know. Uh, yeah, it's going to be different. I've never done anything like this. I wonder so which one of these shows gets added to a world tour next year. Yeah, right. Oh, I, I have to say, though, I, just real quick, you know, just because why not do it? We have some ideas for 2018 that mm-hmm. could make 2016 look amateur. Mm. Do you remember what we spoke about? Mm. About what we could do in 2018? I don't even know. My mind is messed up this morning. All right, we'll talk about it. But yeah. the plan for 2018 is is kind of kind of kind of huge. Yeah, you're already laying it out there. I'm just gonna say it. I'm just gonna say. Yeah. It. Let's take a break and talk about things okay. that are, that are worth hype. Pen Chalet, because they sell everything you're looking for. 
rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils. Maybe you need carrying cases, pen holders, refills, fountain pens, converters, and anything. Anything you're looking for, Pen Chalet have got it from all of their incredible brands that they work with, the brands that you love, brands like Pelican, Pilot, Lamy, Namiki, Sailor, Kaveco. Doesn't matter what you're looking for, I bet Pen Chalet have got a deal on it for you because they always have great prices. They're always doing great discounts. Twice a month they do discounts. They have closeout specials every two weeks. They're always adding new stuff, free shipping on orders of over $50 in the US, and they also sell internationally with very reasonable shipping rates. Pen Chalet has low prices on high-quality pens and offers a 100% satisfaction guarantee. So, as always, go to penchalet.com. Click the podcast link at the top of the website and enter the password PENADDICT to get this week's special offer and the code that you need to save 10% on anything that you want at Pen Chalet. This week's special offer is 10% off on the Aurora Ypsilon Satin Pen. What is your opinion on that, Mr. Dowdy? My opinion is I love Aurora pins. Um, <laughs> this is that this one, one. This is the brand that you got at a pen show and you've been like freaking out about, right? Yeah, yeah. So I got an Optima, which is a higher end uh, model compared to the Ypsilon. That's the Ypsilon's like one of their entry level pins, steel nib pen. Wonderful writer, wonderful build. Um, Ooh, look at that this one, I, one, I have not reviewed this one specifically. It actually passed through my hands onto Jeff. I believe he reviewed this one for the blog, gave it great reviews. I think he uses it regularly. And yeah, the orange one, I've of course been spying for a while. But um, Aurora just makes quality pens. And you know, I didn't realize how nice they were until I got them in my hands myself. And uh, they're, they're just fantastic. I highly recommend pretty much anything that Aurora has done so far. Um, they, have, they, have not, uh, they have not failed to please every time uh, we use those pens. And I assume they're called satin because they have like a, I assume it's like a soft finish, right? It's the finish, yeah. So yeah. they do that on a few different barrels. It's like that matte satiny finish. And yeah. uh, it's, it's really nice, nice looking. Feel. It's nice to the touch and uh, feels good. Looks good. Writes well. Great pens. You really can't argue with uh, what what Aurora is doing these days. P e n c h a l e t dot com. Thank you so much to Penchalet for the support of this show and Relay FM. The chat room's freaking out with trying to guess what we're going to do next year. Yeah, I think they jogged my memory, huh? Yeah, they they. You remember now? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember now? I, I, <laughs> if we can do that, that would be pretty yeah. incredible. Yeah, see. yeah, for sure. See. For sure. I got an email a couple of days ago, which which really made me laugh. Uh, which was from right, nope, the right pads people. The you know we were talking about this stuff last week <laughs> yeah. about wanting membership, and then like a yeah. couple of days later, I have no idea if it's related at all. But the memberships reopened. Yeah. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? So I don't think it's related. I think it's the the end of the previous year's cycle. Mm-hmm. So now the new year's cycle is getting ready to start. So memberships yeah. are open. So I, I don't know. I, think that's it, I don't think it was necessarily related. It just made me laugh because we were it like, "Oh, me. we'll keep an eye out for it." And it's like two days later. It's like it's open. I was like, Great. It, it totally made me chuckle. Absolutely unrelated. I think it's just the timing of the cycle, and which I didn't realize at first because I saw the old page had it listed in May, right? So mm-hmm. I wasn't even considering it for a while and then all of a sudden now it's available and can i just say one thing and i gave them some grief in the review i did of the in the pines notebook that was one of the worst emails i've ever received in my life (laughs) they butchered the entire thing there wasn't even a link to go purchase the membership in that email anywhere it was a complete they they, they clearly have some issues when it comes to this stuff like the fact that there isn't just information about this on the website at all times whether you can sign up or not is is crazy to me 
Yeah. So like the header of the email said something about Thanksgiving special and wow. yeah. And yeah, they were good. featuring they were featuring a notebook that had been sold out for like two months. It was it was pretty much a wreck. <laughs> so okay. they were in a hurry to get this information out, clearly. And uh didn't even give me a link to buy it. I had to go just to the website and find it myself. So work on I I, I told them stick to making notebooks <laughs> and have someone work on your marketing because that was bad. But yeah. the notebooks are not. The notebooks are some of the best of the best. The memberships now available. Yeah, you gave it a really great review. Yeah. I still use I'm still using this notebook regularly. I've filled up several pages. I'm just writing in this notebook, which is something I never never do. I'm usually a list maker, a doodler, what do you things mean? like that. I'm what like, are you writing? More like uh like you would think of like a journal type thing. Okay. Even though it's not a defined it's not like what happened today. It's like I have this thought in my head. Let me elaborate on this thought and write it down on the page. You're uh, writing your memoirs. Yeah, that I'm not. That I'm not. But Caroline Weaver is. Did you see that? I meant to go put this link in the show show notes. Not see this. It's not a memoir. She's writing a pencil book. It's coming out in March. I think it's going to be great. It's going to be cool. Um, There's some links on their blog or in her Twitter feed we can find. Um, But as the as the show as the show as the time gets closer to the release of the book, we'll get her on to talk about the book. Um, Yeah, that's been uh, that's been way overdue way over yeah yeah for sure on the show like we we spoke about it in person when i was there like a year and a half ago nearly yeah yeah so i think this will be a perfect um perfect time to get her on to help uh get the word about the book out because it's going to be it's written by her and it should be pretty awesome yeah i want to i want to see that i want to see that yeah so speak while we're while we're talking business on what we're going to do um I did talk to Ryder Carroll. He's ready to come back on. Oh, great. Um, he's, he's just finishing up a move. So y'all get your bullet journal questions in, um, and I'll, I'll save them for when Ryder's on, hopefully sometime in February. Yeah. And uh, it should be a heck of an interview because... I can't wait to hear from this guy again. So much has changed from the last time we talked to him that yeah. I, I can't even fathom what he's, he's going through. So, because um, I hear this from people in my life now. Yeah. Bullet, they refer to bullet journal. You know what it reminds me of? Inbox mm. zero. Mm-hmm. Like the term that Merlin created that is now just right. like everybody knows what that is, but they don't right. know he made it. I would right. expect that that's pretty similar for writers. So I'm I'm really excited to talk to him again because that is like um, it's bigger than him now. Yeah. And I'm interested yeah. to see how he feels about that. Yeah, so um, hit us with your questions on that. We'll have a lot of a lot of interesting topics to discuss with him. So, um, ho- hopefully, in the next couple of weeks, I was just uh, he was getting ready to finish up moving, so I told him we'll do it very very soon. So, hopefully, we will get that done. All right, you got some you got some new stuff in your hand. What, yeah. what do you have? What do you have there? My Robert Oster Oster Fire and Ice came in. Mm-hmm. So my feeling on this ink is similar to how I feel about a lot of these types of inks. Mm-hmm. You know, like the inks that change color in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, that they have what? What? What do you call it? Shading? Just like different colors, that kind of thing. Uh, the sheen is sheen, where the yeah, that's a different good one. Co- and then the range of the same color mm-hmm. is usually the shading, and then the additional colors on on top of that ink are the sheen. This generally, is, this is this. That's a very basic. It's so very basic. my feeling on on this is the same as I feel about a lot of these types of inks is that they are they are beautiful but impractical mm. because to really get the benefit of it you have to put so much ink on the page that you're not really writing with it anymore. 
in a lot of instances. Not completely, but in a lot of instances. Right? Yeah, like, see, I don't get I don't get that from this sync though. Like no, I'm, no, no, I'm good uh, using this one, and fine. this one. There is a button. Okay, this okay. One. This performs better than a lot of the other stuff that I've used where you don't have to like basically pour it on the page to see it. Like I've I admittedly have put it in uh, a pen that has a music nib on it. Mm-hmm. But I can draw like a fine line with it and it and it comes out pretty well on on any paper that I've used, which is on Tomorrow River paper and also on Field Notes paper as well. So I feel like that there is uh, there is definitely some beauty in this, which comes out just regularly. But like if you go to your review, right, and mm-hmm. you look at the pictures in the review, this is kind of what I'm what I'm getting at, in that you can see a little bit of red with like a regular nib, but mm-hmm. if you pour some ink on the page, you get just incredible colors that you don't get when when you when you write normally and this is just the way it is right i mean like what are you going to mm. do like it's, it's if if this could be from anything any type of nib of course it would work that way but it's just not how it works because it's oxidization and all that stuff but i will say that like even as just a blue it's a beautiful blue beautiful blue and also, every now and then, it catches a bit of this incredible pinky red color in as well. So, of all of the inks like this that I have used, like including all of the Jehoban stuff and, and that, this is maybe the one that I'm most impressed with and would use regularly. Uh, but it still is like a, if you really want it to be beautiful, like to, to its full kind of, to its full potential, it has to be just a tad impractical. I, I see what you're saying. I, I mean, I disagree a little bit just okay. because it is. I, I agree with the part you say where it's it's really just a good blue ink, right? When you write with it, you're like, oh, you know, I love Conpecky. I love how it looks on the page. And are you getting the full amazement of the fire and ice sheen with every letter you're right putting down on the page um, in a fine nib pen? No, but when you're done writing that page and you step back and take a look at that page, it's different. Mm-hmm. It's like, wow, like I you can see agree something you. Mm-hmm. like that's where the enjoyment comes from, from a really unique ink, right? Mm-hmm. It's not the letters as they go down. It's stepping back and going, look at this. That looks cool. Cause what I love about this is it changes this. as it dries, right? I mean, that's how it was. So you mm-hmm. can like watch the change, which is, which is amazing. But, you know, like I'm just saying, like, I, I agree with you completely. This is different and it's awesome. And honestly, yeah. I recommend it because I think this yeah, is yeah. a beautiful ink. But, but you know what I mean? It's like to get the stuff that you see on Instagram. Yes, I understand that. Yep, definitely. Like th- th- no inks actually really work like that. That's the that's the <laughs> impractical. Those yeah. are the impractical um, pictures. And um, yeah, the, the more practical ones, you don't get all the crazy stuff. Yeah, it's like it's like the mod, right? <laughs> you're gonna get me in trouble (laughs) i don't need to get you in trouble you do a more than good enough job of that on your own my friend just keeping it real talking about inks you've pulled one out here which looks kind of interesting yeah let's let's keep it real um this edelstein smoky quartz is their new ink of the year 2017 what i find funny about pelican They've already chosen 2018's Ink of the Year. Um, they don't have a name for it, but it's this real olivey green. Mm-hmm. They've already teased the color. It's already a better looking color than Smoky Quartz. Smoky Quartz looks like... Why would you do this? 
like poop extract or something. I don't know. They teased what's the going 2018 ink back in June of 2016. Yeah. Why did it? I don't. Why? Hmm. Yeah. So I anyway, think write notepads and Pelican need to hire someone. <laughs> they, they can share them. I don't know. <laughs> so okay, I'm a. I've learned to love brown inks. Like I've turned a corner on brown inks. I very very much enjoy them. I want. I haven't seen any swabs of this. It looks awfully light through the bottle pictures that we'll link in the show notes. But the description calls it a dark brown, which if so, that'll be pretty cool. Like, I, I, I'm good with that. So it's, it's just one I wanted to mention. I will probably get a bottle of this because I'm a huge fan of the Edelstein inks. Um, I missed out on Amber. That one is, you know, somewhat related to this, which is another question why they brought this one into the into the fold. But it'll probably do well. What it's what it's really good for. It's going to match like all of their tortoiseshell pens perfectly like it's a it's a it's an ink color made for their tortoiseshell pens which is you know they goes throughout their history uh, of pens so i think it'll do well i'm anxious to see this in action Mm -hmm. but the picture and the name do got give me oohs and ahs that i would normally like to see like i'm already more anxious for the the olive color in 2018 because that looks pretty amazing yeah, the olive is a lot more interesting looking to mm-hmm. me than the brown. Yeah. Like, I think we've spoken about this before. Like, I can't imagine wanting to use, like, a, a, a brown ink. Like, I feel like at that point, use red, mm-hmm. which is more exciting, or just go back to black again. I don't know. Yeah. And, and I've seen, I've seen like, samples that people have shown me. Like, I think Thomas Hall showed me it, uh, mm-hmm. like, a, a brown ink that he used. And it looks nice, but it's just I can't imagine for me wanting to use it. Yeah, see, I, I've turned that the corner. I enjoy brown inks. I I use them way, way more than red. I rarely use red inks, so I, I do like brown. Okay. The next ink and related pen are oh, oh, a little bit oh, brighter. My God, the, the Lamy ah. Pacific Blue. Oh. <laughs> I opened this the, page today, and my brain uh, nearly fell out of my head. This yeah, is you like beautiful, it? Brad. So this is interesting um, on many levels. One, the color is beautiful. I will give you that. The This is the new AL Star color for Lamy. It'll go through all the aluminum barreled lineup. Um, it's a great color. It's really bright. The ink, they always do a matching ink for these. Or not, I won't say always. Most of the time they do a matching ink for these. And they did the Pacific Blue ink. Lamy's turquoise ink is a wonderful turquoise. This looks awfully similar. I'm anxious to see what the difference is. And then one thing I didn't put in the show notes, which I'll have to dig up um, later on for you. I saw the one of the first like non-marketing um, pictures of it from wonder pens in canada for some reason like all the european and canada get all the lamy stuff before the u.s vendors do and they posted it and it looks like a flat blue instead of a metallic blue but it's probably just the lighting because all the marketing pictures show it metallic-y in the wonder pens twitter feed there's a picture of like five of the pens together and they look like flat matte which is actually more intriguing to me. If That's they did yeah. That. When I saw it, I thought it looked like a flat color and not like 
the usual kind of shiny, glossy, mm-hmm. reflective aluminium that they use. Yeah. And I was way more excited um, about that, honestly. So that that's what I'm freaking out about because I saw it. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, that picture, the one that is gone. It's it, I think it, they they've deleted it <laughs> from Instagram. No, I got it. You uh, got it. Oh, they. Sh- oh, you know what? They sure did. Because the tweet's still up, linking to that picture. Now that's yep. interesting. But uh, Goulet have it, got it, and it still looks like a flat color on Goulet to me, honestly. Well, but that's still got the metallic sparkly, which is what you sure. expect from from an AL. But this, right? like that's, this, that this product picture on is Goulet is is I would consider to be a render. It's not a real photo. Correct. I, I would. That's the um, Lamy provided um, artwork. I would say for now. So that's that's interesting that Liz took that picture down. Hey well, Liz, how's it going? I know she's a listener. She's maybe a good friend. maybe Liz was told to take the picture down. Maybe and the plot but thickens. I'm more interested in in the pin that she posted than than all these marketing pictures. Yeah, I want to see some real pictures of this thing. I mean, it's it's like someone took sandpaper to the AL star, um, the the metallic style, and made it satiny or matte looking, and it looked awesome. Well, but, should I buy one? Well, of course. Like and I don't buy these. Like in in general, I don't buy the AL Star because it's I, I prefer the Safari, so I Me usually too. get the limited edition Safaris. Um, I don't really care for the AL Star for some reason. I just I like the plastic plastic barrel, not the uh, aluminum barrels for some reason, which is kind of strange. But yeah, I mean all the UK all the UK stockists have them already, or at least taking orders from them. All right, well I'm gonna get one. Okay, and uh, we'll see. I mean I don't know where I'm gonna buy it from because the pen shop doesn't. Oh, there you go. It's got a fine nib in it. Okay, whatever. Doesn't seem like they can I mean, that's choose. just a link. Hmm. Well, I'll, fi- I'll find one. I'll buy one. And then uh, we can see. I can I can tell you what it looks like. Yeah. Plus, I mean, even if it's a metallic color, honestly, that uh, it is it's interesting to me. I, I like the color a lot. Okay, the, the picture is actually reposted on Wonder Pens. I wonder if they just the original one's down. Go look at that link real quick. All right, let me the, go take a look at it. You see it in the uh, in the IG in the chat room. Yep, I this got is it. a different pin from Lamy's marketing, in my opinion. What? But on it could totally Earth? be the lighting. It could absolutely. It it's probably just the lighting, right? But that's a different pin. I I like this one better. <laughs> yeah, because like, if the, uh, if you look at like there are some other photos where you can clearly see it's shiny. There's right. something going on with the lighting of this Wonder Pens photo. Yeah. Unless this is, it's in the Safari, is it? Well, they're calling it AL Star. Yeah, I know, but anyway, it's interesting. I, I think it's. I think it's. We're making too big of a deal of it. I think it's purely lighting, but that picture just begs questions, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's different from what they do, and I want the one in the picture, not the one in the Lamy marketing. Yeah, me too. So, me too. I'm so. still gonna, I'm still gonna pick this up, though. I think. Which to revert back, which is why I choose the Safari because I like that color better. That's a color you end up with on a Safari. You reckon they'll bring the Safari out in that color? I would hope so. That'd be a great color. Maybe I mean, I'll wait did, then. They've done turquoise recently, like three. Four years ago, they did turquoise, but I mean, they post two or three green ones th- three years in a row. So uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see this come out in Safari. I-, I would much prefer it there. I'll see. I'll see if I can. I mean, I'm struggling to find one right now. 
It's yeah. difficult to buy from the websites, but I'll take a so, look at it. I'm sure this is all much ado about nothing. We're making uh-huh. more of a big deal well, about it, but I thought it was interesting because they're very different looking. Really? I mean, what we're looking for is is Lamy to bring out the pen that we want. You know, how hard yeah. can it be? Well, it, it's going to be hard because the next pen in the list is the pen I want. And you haven't seen this yet because I just put it in before we started. But why don't you feed me first? Um, because oh, no. I've just uh, seen the title and I'm terrified. <laughs> so uh, let's get after it. This week's episode is brought to you by Blue Apron, the number one recipe delivery service that has the freshest ingredients. For less than $10 a meal, Blue Apron delivers seasonal recipes along with fresh, high-quality ingredients to help you make delicious home-cooked meals. Blue Apron's mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone while supporting a more sustainable food system, setting the highest standards for ingredients, which lets them build a community of home chefs why will you be a community of home chefs why 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 are you going to be a home chef well let me tell you why because every blue apron meal comes with easy to follow step-by-step recipe cards and pre-proportioned ingredients that you can prepare at home in 40 minutes or less you will be given everything you need to create incredible home-cooked meals and you'll also be learning skills that you can use when you're cooking anything you're going to learn new flavors you like you're going to learn new things you like there's people in the chat room talking about the things that they've got from blue apron which i'm really happy to see blue apron seafood is sourced sustainably under standards developed in partnership with the Monterey Bay Aquarium Seafood Watch. Their beef, chicken, and pork come from responsibly raised animals, and their produce is sourced from farms that practice regenerative farming, as well as just giving you the skills that you need to cook stuff, as well as making tasty food. Blue Apron cares about making their food sustainable. They want to make sure that what they're providing you with isn't just like depleting sources for everybody else they want to make sure that everything's raised right it's sustainable and it's been done correctly this is important to them you can choose from a variety of new recipes every week or let blue apron's culinary team surprise you there are no recipes repeated within a year and you'll be able to cook things like roasted pork with apple walnut and farro salad chipotle vegetable and farro salad with avocado and crispy tortilla strips or baked ricotta cannelloni with romaine salad and maya lemon dressing blue apron delivers to 99 percent of the continental u.s there are no weekly commitments so you get deliveries when you want them and their freshness guarantee means that every ingredient arrives ready to cook or they'll make it right check out this week's menu and get three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash pen addict you will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals of Blue Apron, so don't wait. Visit blueapron.com slash penaddict today. And we thank Blue Apron for their support of this show and Relay FM. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. All right, you ready? I'm ready. All right, let me click this link then. So this is a, uh, the title is New Bung Box Sailor. <gasps> what? So I saw this, this came what out. What is this? Yesterday, I don't know. So we need, um, we need the chat room to get involved in here. Because I haven't totally sussed out what's happening here, but it's a Sailor Pro gear with the gunmetal finishings, with the metal section, with this sparkly orange barrel, and I'm about to just pass out right here in my chair. Like, I don't, I I want to go through the screen, or I want to fly to Japan, because I need this pen in my life, and I can't quite get all the information i need there's I've a translation even, I, on it yeah that kind of says so much. pre-orders are coming <laughs> yeah there's not like so much. a page on their website 
which has the pen. Yeah. So how do you get it's, it? Yeah. So it's looking the uh, chat room saying it's actually gold, not orange. I yeah, don't it looks care. gold it's to me. Amazing. But it's still beautiful. It's amazing with the black trim. Like this is this is. Yeah, it's a fifth anniversary. I don't know if it's fifth anniversary of Bung Box. Um, pre-order sales beginning soon. Um, I just don't know much about it. I can't totally, totally tell. So it looks like it's a Bung Box fifth anniversary pin. And uh, yeah, we're uh, this is this. I'm gonna do some work. I, I pretty much gonna break. I was trying not to buy any pins before the LA Pin Show, but I think I'm just gonna have to go. And figure out a way to purchase this because really it's going to be mine. One. Yeah, I really won't. It's one. pretty awesome. Looks like they're going to have a special ink for it too, um, sailor ink. Which you know they have millions of sailor inks, but <sighs> Mike, I want yeah. it. Yep. So um, when the Japan World Tour comes, <laughs> we're gonna we'll do the live show at uh, Bungbox. <laughs> 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 and this time we'll just tell people that. You know, we're just going to use all the money for pens, and, <laughs> and they're not going to get anything. Yeah, we're not. We can't even go anymore. Uh. <laughs> oh, amazing. So, anyway, that's that's happening. This one um, is normally wouldn't even be show note or or podcast even warranted, but I got this email and I thought it was interesting enough to put in here because Blue Bottle Coffee is super well known for what they are. They're very high-end, very particular coffee shop. Um, I know you visit them when you go to WWDC in San Francisco. Or New York. Or New York. I've subscribed to their beans uh, before. They're wonderful, make wonderful coffee. So I got this link that they are now selling a notebook. It's called the Blue Bottle Waterproof Journal. Like everything Blue Bottle does, it's beautiful. I'm just curious what made them do a waterproof journal other than for baristas as they're measuring their arrow presses for the world arrow press championships and they might get splash on the notebook. Why else do we need a waterproof journal? I would, I would buy this because it's reporter style. I love the style. I love the look. I love the blue belly band. I don't need waterproof paper and they don't even make note of that. By the way, a bunch of your pens aren't going to work on this paper. And also it's $28, but that's blue bottles thing. I, I don't really have any reason to mention this. I don't have much to say about it other than it was more of a, huh, that's weird. (laughs) Do you have anything to, to, to say? I just wanted to kind of point that out. It's like, I don't know what they're trying to do here. Um, it would be great if this was just a regular paper notebook because it's super cool looking, but oh well. No, there's too Maybe many it's... levels of weird. Okay. So right? I'm not I'm not I'm not weird for thinking this is weird. No, like why are you buying like why are they making it? Why are they making a notebook? Why is the notebook waterproof? Why can you buy twenty of them at one time? Mm. Like I don't they have like a quantity. You pick a quantity of <laughs> notebooks and it goes from one to twenty. <laughs> And they're twenty eight dollars each, and they're I don't understand. six. Six. They're six by three and three quarters, so that's barely bigger than a field notes, right? It but looks it's great. It's, it looks know? awesome. It's got a pin slot on the. It's got a pin loop on yep. one side. Uh, it has that a, blue um, signature blue bat like collar as the, as the little elastic that goes around it? You know, that's I can't work it out. I can't work out why this thing exists. Mm. It doesn't make any sense. I don't think they sell anything else like this. 
Like they sell like tote bags, like merchandise, mm-hmm. but they don't. Yeah, I can't. I can't get my head around it, Brad. I don't understand. Yeah, I mean, no big deal. I mean, it's cool, but uh, yeah, I just you would sell a lot more if it was normal. Yeah, paper. So that's 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 my hang up. You know, they're not marketing as is as this is your your baristaing um technical notebook right mm-hmm. to keep all your measurements and calculations and timings and by the way if you spill something it's not going to ruin anything nope none of that it's hey we made this sweet notebook by the way it's waterproof um we're not going to tell you that most of your pens aren't going to work in it though <laughs> so i i just find it odd it's it's not not a big deal but i i, I got that link and i was like okay this is cool and i wasn't going to talk about it then i kept thinking about it and that just annoyed me so it's strange it's just strange it's strange it's strange you want to get stranger mm-hmm. we can do ask tpa that's where the strangeness where the always comes is. out yeah that's where the strange is this first one is actually more disappointing than strange and it's from michael in slack he says i'm not sure if this would be podcast material but i'd be interested to hear how you pick colorways for not products so there's no science to it um we don't use the blue bottle waterproof journal to lay out our uh, our master plans in. Jeff and I know kind of what we like, and we hope you like it too. That's kind of our philosophy. Like we try to make things that are cool that we like, and we look at it and we say, "I think people will like this," and or we hope people will like this. There's no hard fast science to it there's no like um we're not taking the pantone color of the year for example and integrating that through all of our products we say this looks cool together will it work as a product yes okay move forward no okay go to the next thing and you know we we get out fabric samples we lay them all out we'll sit there you know sometime later this year well like last year when we did the three new retail colors so we have raven and aqua we have brown, uh, coffee and amethyst, and we have peacock and coal. So the, just the theory is we sit down and say, okay, we need to come up with our new case colors for this next batch of cases. So we get out the books, start looking. And like I knew we've always wanted to do a brown exterior case. So, okay, we're definitely going to pick out a brown. What's going to look good with that? Well, purple would look pretty sweet with that. And do we have a good purple? And we landed on one pretty quick. And then we just go, done. We don't look at it again. Coffee and amethyst, done. Off to the side. Okay, that's kind of a wild color. We should probably do a regular-ish color, as regular as knock will do. Okay, let's. we don't have any black exterior cases. Let's make one. People always like black exteriors. You know, it's subtle. But we got to have some pop into it because we're not going to do gray on the inside of the black. Um, It's just not what we do. So find a color. Hey, this aqua looks pretty good. Oh, yeah, that aqua looks good. Put some blue thread on it. Yeah, okay. Raven and aqua. Done. So now we've got two pretty good colors. Do we want to do one more? Are we covered in this? I was like, "Mm, no, let's do something brighter. You know, something you know, with a really exterior that pops and a more subtle interior. And um, that's how Peacock and Cole comes up. I mean, that those three colorways probably took us 30 minutes to come up with. I mean, there's no magic. We know what we like. Uh We know what works together. We know 
what is what the case is going to look like with the co- the added you know colors of pop you know opening it what's the thread color going to look like um it it's it's pretty quick and then we'll we'll sleep on it and if we have like any consternation about it but i promise you those three colorways we did were in about 30 minutes and there was no change from the moment we decided on them that's just how we work i i I don't know how to explain it other than that, um, which is also why we work so good together, right? I mean, we yeah, just yeah, yeah. we sit down, we know kind of generally what we want to accomplish. We break out Man, material books, purple. and then we go. It came out so good. That purple's good looking. I was the most worried about that case, yeah, because that purple's really, really strong. Uh-huh. Um, it came out better than I even thought it would. So these colorways, these three colorways you're talking about, they're only available at retailers, right? Yeah, for now. We'll eventually have them on, on the shop, and we hope to bring them to pen shows. We're having all kinds of manufacturing delays right now. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. So, but uh, it, that's about to be finished up. Like, yeah? Probably today. Yeah, like we're we're back on back on track, back on production. So, yeah. Because that yep. was what you were, gonna, you were getting out there for, right? That's what you were meant to be on that plane for. Yeah, yeah, that's what the the plane route was for. So we got it. We got it all sorted out on a on the Skype on my phone after that. Good. And, uh, I'm all about that you know, purple. Well, I need these cases to sell in Atlanta. <laughs> we're not making anything for the Atlanta Pin Show because we're counting on these products. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. I'll, do you want me to come early and get to sewing? Yeah, sure. That'd be all good. Right, sweet. Okay, I'll I'll, I'll work on that. Yep. Yep. All right, so the next one we have kind of discussed on and off, and it never fails to be an excellent question, and it's one that I don't spend enough time thinking about, but I'm going to give this a shot anyway. So this is from uh, Jacqueline in the Slack, Myers18 Purdue. Uh, I think she's in the, she in the chat room today. She was earlier. Um, from your perspective, what are the gaps in the stationary analog market that still need to be filled? Not only products, but also information, resources, etc. Is there anything that people ask you about or for on a regular basis that doesn't exist? You want to you wanna take a crack at this? Because you actually had a note. It's something that I've wanted for a long time. At one point in my life, hoped you would do it, but then you had a better idea. Mm. Um, I, I really want like a cool fountain pen subscription service. Yeah, like you pay an amount of money that isn't absolutely obscene, and you get a nice, cool pen once a quarter or something. You know, mm-hmm. like a cool acrylic pen, you know, or something like right, that. Right, right, right. Or like something that has got like a really unique filling system to kind of help you broaden your landscapes a bit. I mean, it's something that it would be difficult to do because it would be expensive for mm-hmm. everyone. But it's something that I still kind of really wish existed yeah so i took it from well first off yours yeah that that would be cool it would be wicked expensive right i mean that's the problem just yeah that's the that's the catch Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe it's even like a twice a year thing yeah um you know but that would still be cool um like we could i don't know maybe not could do a case thing it it sure wouldn't be quarterly <laughs> though you know once a year twice a year i don't even know if we'd ever do a subscription thing but 
once you get up to a certain price point on the subscriptions, it's certainly a difficult sell. Yep. It's too hard. And too difficult hard to, to manage. I mean, these things are more expensive because they take longer time to make and there's just lots involved. But I like the idea of it. I took it from the question, the part about not only products but also information resources Mm. um Mm -hmm. what does what do people ask you about on a regular basis that doesn't exist what i get asked the most in my email is recommendations i need a i need to build a recommendation engine from that can take like the most detailed questions and narrow it down into a group of pens and spit out an answer Look at these pens. So I haven't done anything with this. I haven't started on this. I haven't bought a domain name. I haven't said we're going to make a wiki that we're never going to make. Um, uh, I was thinking about yeah. that the other day. <laughs> so really someone feel full on that one. Didn't yeah. We? So someone feel. I even have the I have a good domain. Um, so someone feel free to steal that answer or work with me on it because we could go th- the amount of input we could have in the amount of it, it would take a lot of work because you'd have to tag like every pin like it, it would basically be you know like pandora for um what did they call it the music genome project to have the pen genome project mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to where you can have a recommendation engine yeah. for ink colors for pens for anything gel pencil all of these things it's a massive massive undertaking um but that's something that I would find so useful. Um, You could monetize it pretty well, too. Like, I mean, I think you could make some money doing this. So someone feel free to steal this idea. Um, I'll be happy to uh, consult and collaborate with you. And uh, I think it could work. But it would be it would be a lot of work. So anyway, that's that's what got me thinking about this is not necessarily the products that I want that I don't have, but the what information can I provide that would make my life easier? <laughs> I you know I think about the our failed project a lot, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. was to kind of what was it to so basically to turn the show into a resource? Yeah, right. Was the uh, idea basically to wiki out the show notes? Because I still get people asking me a bunch for the old show notes, and I send them that Google Doc. Right. But that still only starts at a certain point. Right. I really want to do it, but we kind of dropped the ball on it. But it's still something that I really want to do. So it's something in my brain. Did I tell you the story about the domain that was given to me? You did. Yeah. So that's like part of the reason is the domain's so good. Yeah. I want to do it. I definitely want to do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, both, I mean, honestly, and I think we're going to talk about one of these questions uh, down below. We are so busy. Mm-hmm. Like, like I have ideas. I don't have time. Yeah. Or yeah, resources. Exactly that is 100% it. Like, th- this right, is something so. that I think about so much, like, that I, I want to, I want to make it happen. Mm-hmm. But I just don't have the bandwidth to get it done, which is annoying. Hey, yep. let's, so, be, let's be happier. Yeah. <laughs> let's move on. Yeah. Nah, it's all happy. So I have two things. So for this for this uh, recommendation engine project, I have pendb.com, pen database. Mm-hmm. Um, I have penaddict.wiki for our wiki. 
Um, I have all kinds of domain names in here, all kinds of stupid stuff. So more more ideas than time. All right, let's get on the next one because Stacy's in there in this chat room. She was earlier, and this kind of goes along a little bit with what we're talking about. She says, I would love to explore what digital tools people use to augment their analog collections. There are a few nice apps for record collectors, for example. So I've always thought, okay, what would an app be for pens? You know, that's always an idea that I have. You know, maybe this recommendation engine is an app thing, but more importantly, could I build an app that helps people discover new pens or what they like, you know, just almost like a pen 101 thing and then have some kind of tracking in there. You know, that's what Dave Ray has tried to do with index with the notebooks. Um, that's I'm guessing what Baron Fig's trying to do with codex for their notebooks. Yeah. So there's a few of those things. Um, I know Evernote would probably feature prominently in an answer to this question, right? Like that's a really good collaborative to your analog tools application. Wouldn't you say? I couldn't agree more. I mean, I have problems with Evernote now, um, so I, mm. I don't use them. But they are, uh, in theory, a great service. Like I know that's like Stephen, for example, he scans all of his field notes when he's done with them, puts them in PDFs, which was right. the thing that I used to do when I when I needed the notes that I was putting in those things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what he does with them. I think he still puts them in Evernote. I know he at least he used to, and that's the perfect place for something like that because they do the OCR on it, right? So it, right. it becomes useful again. Um, yeah, so, OCR yeah. is worth a lot. A lot, a lot. Yeah, if you can get it right, if you can get that done right, it's a perfect companion to analog stuff, like to, mm-hmm. to notebooks. Mm-hmm. OCR and notebooks go together very well. Yeah. So I know a lot of people use uh, spreadsheets for tracking pen and inks. I keep threatening to do something similar, but it would be nice to just have an app to like add pens, add yeah. inks. Like are there a- those beard tasting apps. Or whatever. You yeah, can have one exactly. for pen and ink. I thought you said beard tasting. That'd and beard tasting. It's a, it's a mm. subculture that I'm a big part of. It's just yeah. what all the oils are for. Oh, that's why we're going to Chicago. Uh, I see. What, uh, <laughs> it's a beard tasting conference. <laughs> beard. It's pure beard tasting everywhere. <laughs> but yeah, I you know, to have um, just an inventory. Like, I used to, you know, inventory my DVDs yeah, and yeah. music. Just like Stacy's saying, you know, these apps are normal. Delicious and library. Yeah, yeah. Uh, books. Uh, the books have all kinds of tracking apps yep. for like Goodreads and stuff like that. We don't have any uh, have any pen or paper related ones. So, um, you all of you listening to the show this week, these are all ideas you can move on and uh, and steal them and uh, and and chart your own path with. I think there's some validity to some of this stuff, and um, you know we can. Uh, we can see what see what happens like i would love to do more things i'm just kind of maxed right now mm-hmm. on brain cells with the very few that i have yeah lots come on <laughs> all right let's take a break thank our final sponsor of this week's episode it's our friends over at harry's for decades big razor companies have relentlessly increased their profits at the expense of their customers so jeff and andy started harry's to fix this problem they knew there was only one way to ensure quality 
they bought their own factory. By selling directly online, Harry's can offer their blades at half the price of the big brands that you're used to. With Harry's, you'll pay just $2 a blade compared to the $4 that you may be used to paying at the drugstore. Harry's razors include everything you need for a close, comfortable shave. They have a weighted ergonomic handle, five precision-engineered blades of a lubricating strip and trimmer blade as well. They also come with a travel blade cover, so you can very safely put it in to your bag or dub kit. They have all the extras you need as well, like amazing shave gel or cream. We were talking earlier about the pen shows when me and Brad stay in hotel rooms, and typically they're full <laughs> of Harry's products. That's that's the way that we roll. Right. Um, yeah, someone mentioned that. Are we going to get shots of Brad and Mike's room? And we we did that last year at the Atlanta pen show. The whole counter is just full of, like, each of us have, like, two or three Harry's products um, on top of just the razor and the blades. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they travel with me constantly. Um, I'll be doing a lot of traveling this year. Um, I keep a complete set of Harry stuff just in my travel kit just for trips. So I don't have to worry about it. One is um, none. Yeah. That, you got to have it, man. Got to have it all. I'm, I'm covered in Harry's. So they keep me less Harry. Hey, you've been working on that one. Harry's no. is so confident in the quality of their blades. They want you to try their shave set for free. Just go to harrys.com right now and enter the code PENADDICT to check out to claim your free trial set. And because you're a listener of this show, you'll also get a bonus post-shave balm added to your order for free. All you need to do is pay shipping. That's dot com. the code PENADDICT to get your free trial set and free post-shave balm. Thank you to Harry's for their support of this show and Relay FM. All right, so we're getting a lot of uh, related, somewhat related questions mm-hmm. this is again from Jacqueline and I really wanted to touch on this one because it's not something we've talked about in a long time and it's for you the birthday boy Mike hello um it's about the Apple pencil are there certain scenarios where you prefer the Apple pencil over traditional analog tools and vice versa curious how Apple pencil pencil fits into workflow similarly different to analog not sure if the pen addict has an Apple pencil which we will talk about that in a minute um, but this is actually very relevant topic because we know we're, we're all very techie people. You know, we talk about, this is an analog show, but mm-hmm. we all have digital lives and the analog, you know, helps us lead our lives better. I'd like to think, but there's no doubt we all use digital tools to get the jobs done. Yep. So how has your Apple pencil usage been? Um, you're probably, how long have you had it now? A little over a year. Is that accurate? A year and a half. So like 18 months. Yeah. So okay. here's the thing. Using the Apple Pencil is never a nicer experience than using one of my fountain pens on paper. Mm-hmm. I never pick the Apple Pencil for exper- the experience. Um, what I will do is I will use it when what I my output is different. So if mm-hmm. I'm taking some kind of notes or drawing a sketch or a diagram or something that I need to be in multiple places or inherently saved forever... That's when I'll use the Apple Pencil. So, like for example, if I have a telephone call with somebody and want to take some notes on it, it's very frequent. Like nine times out of ten, I will take one of those note. I will take those notes in an app called Notability, which I have um, on my iPad. And then with Notability, all the notes that I take are instantly shared to all of my devices. So it's there. I've always got it. The same when we were. Um, when we were buying furniture, I used the Apple Notes app and Paper by 53 
to mm. draw、uh, some sketches of the rooms out and to like with all the measurements and stuff.、Mm. And I use those apps because it meant that I could draw them on my iPad and have them on my iPhone when we were in IKEA. And if I would have drawn that on paper, it would have been as big as the paper was. But because I did it on like I did it on my big iPad, but then I had it shrunk down to the size of my phone screen. Mm-hmm. And it could also be manipulated easier and, and moved around, and I could add things in, and I could make it multimedia and add photos and stuff in if I want to. So that that's kind of when I when I change and when I kind of switch it up, because for me it's about like what am I trying to get out of the, what my what is the output intended for, and if the output is intended to be seen in multiple places, then I will typically pick the Apple Pencil for that. Yeah, so I have an Apple Apple Pencil. Um, I also have a pen, pineapple apple pen. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and that's a good song, and you can't take that away from me. Um, but I have a funny story, and I think I might have told this on the story. I was in our local Mac store, like where I'm at. We don't have official Apple stores, but we have authorized retailers. So, like, this is a chain in my region that's an official, essentially, Apple store. So I'm in there, and I'm buying an iPad Pro 9.7. Because that twelve is just way too big. Um, because I want to use the Apple Pencil for certain things. I want to try some things, and I'm in there buying that. And a friend of mine is in the store, and he knows what I do for a living. And he says, "Isn't that a problem that you're buying that Apple Pencil? Like, isn't that like everything you're against?" <laughs> He's giving me this grief while I'm checking out <laughs> at the Apple store, and I'm like, you know, I mean. Generally, yeah, but there's things that I can do with this that I want to try that I'm not so good at with pen and paper, and one of those things is sketching. Like I really enjoy, like I want to do, like a bunch of the prototype work and have it in paper by fifty three, which is what I've been using.、Um, I'm also open to recommendations. I've sketched more in that app than I've sketched in any notebook. I want to give you a recommendation. An app that、mm-hmm. came out yesterday by the icon factory called Linear. Okay, Linear. It's yeah, brilliant. I I have、okay. no intention of using paper on my iPads anymore.、Mm-hmm. It's exactly what I'm looking for. Okay, good. So I have like pages of backpack sketches, you know, and they're all there. They're can be transferred to my phone. I've been laying out a new notebook project and. Case project we're working on, all in there, not in, not with you know pencil or pen and paper. For some reason, that works for me from a sketching perspective、mm-hmm. with the Apple Pencil. I, I wish I could explain why. Um, I think it's the ease of the use of color on a tablet as opposed to a pen and paper. Not that I can't just draw the lines, and you know I've done tons of sketching on. Paper. For some reason, I get sketching on the on the iPad with the Apple Pencil. That works for me.、Um, so yeah, I am. It's just one of those things. I don't know why. I really enjoy it, but I don't do any writing with the Apple Pencil.、Um, you know, I'm not necessarily writing notes or you know doing it like you're talking about notability. But for the drawing stuff, I really really enjoy it. So that app that I mentioned is called Linear. It's L I N E A. Yeah, it looked good. I I just glanced at it yesterday when I saw it、uh, launch. 
So I'll, I'll have to test it yeah, out. Yeah, it's really, really, really nice. I like it a lot. It's nine ninety nine, so it's premium price, but I think it's worth it. Yeah, well, I like the, the Icon Factory stuff. They do yep. a good job. So that's probably cheap, you know. All right, this next question was great because I have gone through this exact same thing and had this conversation in my head, which I have a lot. And this is from Evelyn. She was in the chat room moments ago. It says, how long do you give a pen before you decide it isn't for you? Do you have a minimum use time, especially for one that you thought you would love? I've come up randomly with, based on the past few years of experience, moving pins in and out of my collection that I kind of know after about six months. If I haven't used the pen regularly in six months, and that's not a hard, fast date or time, that I'm probably not going to use it regularly much thereafter. So it's then a candidate for me to sell. And that's kind of how I've been culling out my pens to sell. If it hasn't seen some action or regular action or even minimal action in six months' time, why do I own it? There better be a really good reason why I own that particular pen. you know. And there could be a reason. There could be that it was custom made for me or some other reason. And for whatever reason, I'm not using it. And it might be you know, just random that I haven't used it. But a lot of pens I'll notice, like if it's been about six months or so and I haven't used them and if I sell them, I don't really miss them. Yeah. Like it's, it's worked out. It's for some reason, like it seems like about six months because I'll always use it right out the gate when I have it. Right. Mm -hmm. So I use it. I obviously bought it for a reason. Do I enjoy it? Yes or no. And then I'll clean it up, set it to the side. And then you'll know the first thing is how quick do you ink it back up again to get it back in use and then things kind of fall into place from there and it, all that seems to happen like in the first six months of the pen are you inking it up and using it a lot or does it see a lot of downtime and uh that's kind of the range that i'm at right now i'd say it's pretty fair like i, I can't disagree with any of that um i think like you know you have an immediate reaction to the pen um and then you know if you like it then there's there's like a reaction that occurs over a period of time. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it can just die away, like just the honeymoon period's over. Yep. You know? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, it kind of, a lot of the questions answer themselves after about six months, you know. You can look back and say, wow, I used that pen once or none (laughs) over the last six months. That's probably a sign that I could do without. Mm -hmm. So... All right, I love this next question. It's from Caribbean Sky. In honor of Incorimo, is there some hobby-related event that you wish you could participate in, whether you don't have the time, don't think you're creative enough, don't know where to start, etc.? So Incorimo started today. Uh, the month of February is International uh, Correspondence Writing Month. It's where you send a letter a day to someone. And we'll put a link in the show notes to my contact page. My P.O. box um, is open to receive letters for anyone who needs to fill out their days for their Incorimo calendar. I'm happy to receive them. And is there a hobby-related event that I wish I could participate in? It's Incorimo. The reason is people are so generous in taking the time to send me letters, and I don't send any back. And I have like never-ending guilt over that, even though I know that's okay. Like I can't respond to everybody. Well, I don't respond to anybody in letters. I it's been a year probably since I've written a letter and I even bought postcards. It's like, Brad, you don't have to write a letter. Why don't you write some nice little couple sentences on a postcard? And I haven't even done that. 
I don't know why it's, it's the time aspect more than the creative aspect. Like I would love to do Inktober. I'm probably never going to do Inktober. That's just not my thing. My little sketches are for me. Um, I do wish I could do Inkorimo because I really want to give back to the people who have taken their time to write me. I save every letter I get. Like I have, um, um, bucket full of like a whole bin full of letters just stacked to the top it's Mm -hmm. awesome and our listeners are amazing and i'm super thankful and then i never write back and it's just like oh man so that's the one and i think it's a time thing it's a little intimidating even like a letter a day is not much but it's a lot at the same time so i've it's in time intimidation kind of thing i don't know do you have anything like that mike I'm very similar to you in the Inkorimo thing. It's why I don't even have an address right now to receive them. Um, partly because I need to set up a PO box because I, I want to do that anyway. But even if I did, like I would, I don't even think I'd be inclined to give it out this year because the guilt's too strong, man. Like, right. I, and I get it. I totally get it that like people are typically just doing it because they want to write letters as opposed yeah. to like writing letters to get responses. But mm-hmm. I just feel, I just feel like a monster. Right, you know, like to get these things and not reply. Um, yeah. So that is one for me. I think that you know that rather than like events, there are always hobbies that that I or like things that I want to mm-hmm. do but don't have enough time for, like coloring, for example. Yeah. However, this has changed for me as of yesterday because I Adina bought me a coloring book for my birthday that I really wanted, mm, and I've nice. been I've been playing playing. I was doing some coloring today, and it was and mm-hmm. last night, and it was great. Um, well, you now you have to tell us what it is. Is it the Brutalist coloring book, or is it one of June Thomas's nineteen uh, sixties coloring books? The Pusheen color book. Uh, I don't know that one. Pusheen, the little cat. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's cool. So I'll put a picture in. Um, Tiffany Armand had it right, and yeah. I saw it and I wanted it, and I said to Adina <laughs> that I wanted it, and she went and got me, found me the book, and then all of the colors that Tiff had because they're like these <laughs> pastel colors. There's like five of yeah. them. Uh, and I really wanted it, and she surprised me with it yesterday, and it was an awesome Sweet. surprise because I freaking love Pusheen. It's like the yeah. best character ever. Yeah. So I, I still like coloring. I, I still do the coloring. Uh, my favorite's been the Doodlers Anonymous coloring book. So I do participate in in the, the adult-ish uh, coloring. But I, letter writers just impress me. I think that's a huge... Um, a huge, huge deal. Then, and the the commitment and the thoughtfulness that goes into that. Uh, letter writers are just impressive, impressive people. It says a lot about a person, I believe. So yeah, it says I agree. I'm a says that me and you are jerks. So yep, terrible, just horrible people. <laughs> All right, let me knock out this last one. It's not as long as listed in the <laughs> in the document. I just put it in here for, more for reference. So basically, uh, this is from John May or who um, emailed me this and did a little project on my reviews from last year. So from the pen addict, he went and looked at the prices of new and current fountain pens that were reviewed on the blog last year and was making a point in this, but let me just tell you the breakdown. So he had the zero to $50 range. There were eight reviews, Mm -hmm. 50 to a hundred dollar range. There were eight reviews. 100 to 150 dollars there were five reviews 150 to 500 dollars there were 13 reviews and 500 plus 
there were 12 reviews. So just with that information, what do you think about that? What do you take anything away from that? That you're trending like I'm su- sort of expensive. Yeah, like I'm surprised. Like I'm surprised when I see someone lay it out like that. Like I know we've reviewed um, a lot of higher end pens. Um, I blame Susan for that. <laughs> she is the she is the 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 queen of the awesome pen. She has some great stuff to review. But the, his point is, you know, how are you relating what you're reviewing to your readership? Essentially, it's like he wasn't doing this to like prove any point. He was just saying, "Huh, this is interesting." I think, and he says, "Are the reviewers on the Pen Attic blog looking to test pens beyond their range?" like more expensive pens than they have any have already new people to the fountain pen world start at a much lower price. Even as they gain experience, their price increase is gradual. Should reviewers be looking at pen manufacturers in total with their ranges and prices for fountain pens? So one of the reasons why I love doing what I do is because I can review the $3 hello kitty uniball Sino DX and love every second of doing that. Like I'm conscious about that because that's what I love. I genuinely love those products. On the other end of the spectrum, I've found things that are like, wow, this is like a real pen that fits me well. And it's super expensive. Like I can enjoy both of those things at the same time. And I like to think that we mix that up pretty well throughout the blog. I'd say I I know we do, but from a strictly fountain pen perspective, I think we have lost a little bit of our way on the lower end stuff. I don't think too much. The thing is the lower end has less rate of change than some of the higher end stuff. Some of the higher end stuff is more limited. It goes away faster. Um, So there's kind of, and, and also that's the newest area for me to be exploring in. So I'm discovering that's a bigger area of discovery for me and for some of the readers and for some of the writers of the blog. So yeah, it's a balance. It's something I haven't thought about directly, like in the black and white numbers that John puts out, but it's something I want to focus on because honestly, I do think the, um, like zero to 100 price point is probably the most important price point. The other stuff is kind of for fun. I think, you know, at least the way the pen addict set up and the way in my mind that the pen addict is a resource. Um, I really think it's, you know, that lower end price point, but that's also where I get a lot of enjoyment from too. So I don't know if I made any sense in that, but I thought this was at least interesting to look at. Yeah. The statistics don't lie. Right. And the, the, it is the level at which it's over $500 is, the, I think, the one that's the most surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was weird. Like, so zero to 100 is actually 16 reviews. Right. $150 up was 25 reviews. So it's something to think about, you know. Um, but how many pilot prayers or metropolitans can I review? You know, sometimes things are just done. Yeah. Like that's done where we're not doing anymore. Um, what are they going to, I mean, the next color of those two pins, is it going to change the review? It's still going to be an awesome pen. Yep. 
So you're probably not going to see a review. Well, you probably will see a review of it. Who am I kidding? But you get my point, right? Mm -hmm. There's no, the rate of change there is pretty small. Um, but I'm still discovering the higher end because you can't go full bore into the higher end like you can for five and $10 and $15 pens. Right. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a 10 to one ratio. I'm buying the cheaper pens than a, to the expensive pens. Um, but I'm also investigating and looking at things more in that higher end because I've kind of done some of the lower end stuff to death. Um, speaking of which that it's, we're, we're creeping up on 10 years of the blog what? in November of this year. Yeah. Panatic wow. was founded in 2007. Someone told me that the other day. It's like, you know, this is going to be 10 years when you get to November. I'm like, holy cow. That's so yeah. So when you look at it from that perspective, you know, a lot of the lower end stuff's been done because that's the easiest to get a hold of because yeah. it doesn't cost as much. Right. So now I'm in a discovery phase on the higher end. And, um, so yeah, it's, it's very cool though. It's, it was cool to see this email. He put a lot of time into sorting this all out. I really appreciate that, John, uh, yeah. for doing this. It was very cool and uh, it makes me think and uh, I enjoy seeing that, that type of uh, content and commentary. It's wonderful. I, I love this type of input. All right. Is that, are we at the end of today? Yeah. Field notes in Chicago in October, huh? And Atlanta <laughs> and, and DC. DC. Link in the show notes for the Kickstarter. We really appreciate anybody that backs it, and we really hope that you will because we're going to do our level best to make the best possible thing for you. So please go and check it out. We've got some great rewards, and we're going to make it awesome. We're going to be talking about it for the next couple of weeks. Let's see if you can make our hearts happy and get us to our $20,000 stretch goal by next week. That would be, I think, easily. Incredible. Oh, by next week. Woo! By yeah. next week. Yeah, that's a stretch. But that's by what I mean, like imagine. You know, I just I want to yeah. set. I want to set a task here. Come on, mm-hmm. we can do mm-hmm. this, right? Nice. Look at you. Okay. Cool. Uh, we can. Do you this. have been tasked, listeners. Thanks so much for listening. You can find our show notes today at relay.fm slash penaddict slash 242. If you want to find Brad online, he is at dowdyism on Twitter, penaddict on Instagram, and he's at thepenaddict.com and knock.co. I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E on Twitter and Instagram. Again, we love you all so much. Thank you so much for your support as always. And also thanks for uh, the support of this episode that goes to Blue Apron, Pen Chalet, and Harry's. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.